PCIC, amen. I greet you in the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so excited today. And um, there's no man who can be a father without a, um, having a wife. So I want to say thank you so much uh, to my wife. Uh, and for giving me the opportunity to share with the Church of God. Today I'm not going to preach, I'm just going to do some talking. Um, I was up 2 a.m., I think, just writing notes, and I just couldn't get enough of this uh, concept of fatherhood and manhood. Hallelujah. So uh, thank you so much. My wife and I, we have been... We have had, life has thrown everything that it could throw at us. Some people even counted us out. But hey, God is good. And we are together. Every marriage is going to be tested at some point. Every relationship will be tested. The question is, can you pass the test? Can you look beyond it? Are you going to take everything that you have worked for and just throw it all in a trash can and say, well, because I didn't like what you did or what you said, well, that's it, I'm walking off, you know. Or are you going to look uh, and, and, and value how far you have come together in your relationship? Amen. So it's my privilege today. Hey, before I uh, talk, I've got really, really something special to talk to you about today, about fatherhood. But I'm going to do something special that I've never done before, even my family, even before the church. So um, I have a special song to sing for you. <laughs> this, hey, this is completely uncharted territory, okay? Nash, Nash do you think I should sing? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I thought he was going to say, no, Dad, no, don't do it. He's a wonderful young man. He's so understanding. Uh, sometimes, you know, I do things and then I embarrass him. And he, when we get home, he sits down with me and he says, Dad, I know you all meant it for good. But, son, I'm not going to do it again, I say to him. You know, so he's wonderful. Michelle, I'm so proud of you. Um, amazing, amazing kids. Okay, this song is called This World Is Not My Home. It was sung by uh, Jim Reeves a long time ago in the 1970s. I think most of you were not even born. I thought I would just take five minutes to just have fun and just do something different. And I think some of us were not even 12 by that time. <clears throat> Hallelujah. This world, amen. amen. <clears throat> this world is not my home. I am just passing by. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels taken me through heaven's open doors and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know 
I have no friend like you, and if heaven is not my home, oh Lord, what will I do? The angels taking me through heaven's open doors, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you, and if heaven is not my home, oh Lord, what will I do? The angels taking me through heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> it is guys like Nash, um, guys like Tapsi, Miss Piola that have really inspired me. So I'm not anything like these special singers, but God, I just wanted to do something for him and just to praise him. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to praise you and I want to thank you this morning. Thank you for the message um, of fatherhood and manhood that um, I'm going to share with your people. And uh, I'm praying that uh, as I minister to your people that you may minister to me as well. I pray and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning we are going to talk about understanding the principle, the concept of fatherhood and manhood within the principles of the kingdom of God. Amen. And we know that uh, Jesus' first message when he started his ministry was, Behold! For the kingdom of God is at hand. Behold, he said, for the kingdom of God is at hand. If there is a great responsibility that any man could ever carry, whether he is ma married or not married, it is the responsibility of being a father. Today, society is in turmoil because we have so many boys 
who are becoming fathers before they are men. Now, let me say, being a male is natural. But being a man and being a father is spiritual. And that is why society today is experiencing so many social ills and not understanding what is being a man. Some of us have heard of, oh, there's a man shortage. How can there be a man shortage when there are so many men in the world? Because manhood is spiritual. And when they see a man, they can see through him. And they can say, I don't think he's man enough. Being a male, you just have to turn up. Say, here I am. I'm a male. But being a man and being a father, there are certain qualifications and things that you have to go through to become a male and a father. Listen to me. Today, there are some of us who grew up in families where you never had a father. You never had a father figure. Some of us grew up in a family where the father was absent. And some of us grew up in family where they were both the father and the mother were completely absent. They had no father or mother. And this impacts the way a man handles life and handles situations as he progresses in life. Sometimes it's going to affect his relationship with his children. Sometimes it's going to affect his relationship with his wife or with his partner or with his girlfriend. Because of being brought up, of growing up in an environment where there is no father. And there's no better place to start with the scriptures than Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And I will read. I saw peace wearing his glasses, so I'm going to wear my glasses. And God said, let us make men in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the face of the earth. Now, when God put the first human on the earth, his plan was to create a human family. And in order for God to create a human family, 
he had to set up everything else. And everything else was set up just at the command of his voice. And after he had laid out the heavens, the Bible says God created the heavens in the beginning and the earth. So he created the universe, the galaxies, and laid out the Milky Way and created the earth. And the Bible said, after creating the earth, there was darkness. And God's first task was to separate the light from the darkness. What was he doing? He was preparing. He was laying a foundation. Somebody say, fatherhood. So we are talking about fatherhood and why God chose to call man father. So after laying out the foundation of the earth and separating the light from the darkness, the Bible says, God said on verse 26, let us make man in our own image. So he went about creating man in an form. He formed the earth. He went into the earth and he created this thing, this image. And uh, the Bible says when he created it from the ground, he breathed into it. And then it became life. And he called it man. Today, we are called humans because the first person came from the ground. We are humans because human, the word you, comes from the word humus, meaning the earth. Meaning that as humans, we are men from the ground. We are men who came from the earth. Even scientists, they have failed to give us any other name that will describe the human. The human came from the dust. And even scientists still call, call us humans. Now, when God was creating man, he was laying a foundation for the future human family. Now, after God had created man, he decided it was not good for a man to be alone. The Bible says God put the man to rest. And he started doing what we might call today a surgery. Laid this man to rest, to, to, peace, to sleep and decided that he was going to make another person who is just like him. And this person was not to come from the ground. Why? 
Because God had already laid the foundation of mankind by creating the first person from the ground. Amen. And therefore, this other human that he was creating was going to be built upon the foundation that he had laid. And this is why the male man is the foundation of the human family. This building that we are in only has one foundation. When they built this building, they laid the foundation once and everything else was built on the foundation. So, when God built the man and then laid the man to sleep and started creating and forming the woman, the Bible says that he took a part of the man and used it to create the woman. But this woman that we call woman today, she was very much just like the man in every way. Two hands, one head, um, two legs, rest, back. Everything looked the same. But God did some adjustments on this person. He did some adjustments. And he put a womb in this person and created a path so that this person he was creating from Adam would be able to carry a fetus. And because she looked just like the male, she became the fetus male, the female. That's why it became the female. And then Adam, when he saw, he went, wow, she is a man, she is man like me, but with a womb. Womb man, womb man. She is a woman. I shall call him woman. So the Bible said that he, when he, he created uh, the woman, she was comparable, which means she was everything exactly like men. The same intelligence, the same uh, structure, the same ability, everything was the same. But she had a womb. She had the ability to carry a fetus. And this was God's plan. God was laying now a foundation for the human family. The woman was to become the right hand partner of the man in the human family. Hallelujah. Now I just wanted to say, when you are a man, if you don't have the capacity to carry a fetus and to carry a baby 
you are still a man. Don't break your wrists. You are still a brother. The Bible said God created male and female created he them. On Genesis chapter 5 verse 2. Male and female created he them. Today's society is trying to convince us that somehow there's a third one somewhere in between. But we know that God created Adam and Eve. God did not create Adam and Steve. After God had created the man, he had laid the foundation for human family. Everything hinges on the foundation of a building. When a building is under construction, if the wall has a crack, the inspectors will not condemn the building. If the roof has a crack, the inspectors will not condemn the building. But if there is a crack in the foundation, you know what the inspectors will do. In society today, there are so many social ills connected to the foundation. The problems that the human family is suffering today is because of lack of fatherhood. We have even lost connection with the father, with the creator. And you know, God is so fair. God is so fair. He has given mankind the ability and the power of will. God created us, created the first person, put in him uh, the uh, mechanism that would allow DNA to replicate so that he doesn't have to keep creating people. And he gave us the will to decide that uh, if you don't want to have anything to do with him, it's okay. He was not going to force you. God decided that he was going to give us the power of will to decide between good and bad and between right and wrong. And everything was laid out in the foundation. Now the Bible says 
When God had put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, it says, uh, when Eve, Eve was approached by Satan, the Bible says, nothing happened. And when Satan started talking to her and said, did God really say you shouldn't? Nothing happened. And when Eve said, oh yes, he said of everything, of all the trees except this one, nothing happened. And when Eve took that fruit, the Bible says when she ate it and she saw that it was good for the eyes and that it would give her wisdom and she ate it, the Bible doesn't say anything happened. But when Eve took it to the foundation, the Bible says, suddenly, the moment Adam bite it, suddenly they realized, oh my God, we have just disobeyed. And what does the Bible say in Romans chapter 5, verse 12? That through one man, can you see? Through one man, sin came into the world. That is why through one man, Jesus Christ, the world had to be redeemed from the curse of sin. Through one man, the human race was condemned. Why? Because of the disobedience that took place in Eden. There was a crack that was created in the foundation of the human family. The male man is the foundation of the human family. In Psalms chapter 11, verse 3 to 7, the Bible says, but if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Even the righteous become confused. We are living in a society where men want to become women. Women now want to become men. In fact, there are more men wanting to become women. The foundation of society is now shaken. Hallelujah. The purpose of a father is to be the source of the family. The father is the source. He's the one that the family looks up to. 
A real man carries his family like a foundation does. He doesn't, a real man doesn't, doesn't pride himself about what he does for his wife, does for his children. He just carries his family. He's the foundation. People may not see much of him because he's busy carrying the foundation. The foundation is busy carrying the family. He's not concerned about, well, they are not recognizing me. They can't see me. You know, I should be the one. Some people have said to me, you should be the pastor. You should be leading the church. I'm too busy carrying the family. I'm the foundation. In Shona, they will say, Ndrukui, teka, teka. Diribaba, saku, teka, teka, muriam. I'm too busy carrying the family. The foundation is too busy carrying the family. Carrying the house. So that when people come and they are taking pictures, they can't see the foundation. But they see the beauty of the house. They see the beauty of the painting and the roof. The foundation. The male man is the foundation of the human family. Hallelujah. Today, every project of the devil is targeted at the male man. Every single one of his projects is targeted at the male man. The idea is to destroy the male man. Why? Because the man is the foundation of society. If he destroys the male man, he has destroyed the family. If he destroys the family, he has destroyed the community. If he destroys the community, he has destroyed the nation. Destroyed the society. That's why every ad has a naked woman. Every ad, anybody who wants to sell, puts a naked woman. It's targeted at the male. Pornography. There's something that I read which says 70% of men in the United States are addicted to pornography. And it's all aimed, targeted at the male man. Destroy him. Let him preoccupy himself with nonsense. And then in the morning when he wakes up, he's so empty. He just feels so worthless. Crack the foundation. Every single one of the devil's projects is aimed at destroying the male man. Gambling. Corruption. 
It's all targeted at the male man. Video games. Be careful with video games. Be careful introducing your kids to video games. A lot of video games, they have scantily clad uh, heroic girls and heroic women. Why? It's targeted at the young male. It's targeted at the young male men. That's the target. The internet is targeting the male man. Destroy him. Because once you have done that, you have destroyed society. Drinking, alcoholism. Even though women are drinking a lot as well, but men are drinking so much more. Even educated men, men who pride themselves and say we are educated. They have cliques and groups and they pride themselves in people who are doctors and scientists. So many people dying from alcohol poisoning. Do you know that alcohol is actually a poison? That's why when you drink and you drink, you end up with what is called liver cirrhosis because the function of the liver is to deal with toxins. Anything that is a, your body regards as a toxin, as a poison, has to go and be dealt with by the liver. I was speaking to someone that I work with because they noticed that every time they, they come after the weekend, they're like, oh, we drank, we had a drink with this. I am zip. I never comment. I never say anything. I'm quiet. And one day, she said to people that I work with, because we get on really well, and she said, now I know that Archie doesn't really like us talking about all this about drinking. And I said to her, because your liver doesn't care whether the alcohol is in wine or it's in beer, your liver is still going to have to deal with the poison that you are putting into your body. So many men, so many relationships, People have fought, attacked their wives, killed their wives in the United States, shot them with their gun. They were so angry, exacerbated by drink and drugs, all aimed at the male man. Destroyed the male man, let them drink themselves. To death. Infidelity, the sugar daddy syndrome. It's all targeted at the male. The devil is at work trying to destroy the man, trying to destroy the foundation of the human family. 
Have you noticed that in the book of Genesis, the Bible doesn't say that a, a woman will leave her family when she marries, that a woman therefore will leave her family and go to the man. The Bible says, I always struggled with this passage. I always thought, why does the Bible say the Therefore, the man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. Do you know why? Because when a woman gets married, it's a simple exchange of hands. The father comes and hands over the daughter to the husband. Because the man is the, he is the foundation. The man is not just a husband and a lover. He is also a father figure to the wife. He is also a father figure to the wife and to the children. So when a woman gets married to a man, if she's the woman who is thinking, she's thinking, okay, does this person have the capacity to be a husband does he have the capacity to be a man does he have the capacity does he carry the capacity to be a father to my children it's okay to take on a bad boy but the consequences the consequences are just So, this is why sometimes the father-in-law cries when he's handing over his daughter. He cries because he's thinking, I was the father. Is he going to be the, a father to, to my daughter? Is he going to be able to look after my daughter the way I did? Because the man is continuing with the foundation that was laid You see, as the foundation of the family, one of the duties of the man is to teach his wife, teach his family. Honey, you can't do this like I do. Honey, you are a pastor. No, no, we can't do that. Honey, you are a pastor. No, no, we can't do this. You cannot dress like, no, 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 that dress is not right. That's why sometimes... My wife tries to teach me something and I don't like it because it's wired in me <laughs> to be the teacher, to be the head, to be, to be the head of the family. But you know, God gave us, He made us comparable according to the Bible. He gave us everything the same. According to Time Magazine, way back in 2007, Time Magazine, okay, this is a secular magazine. It said social scientists found that more than any other factor, the presence of a biological father in the family will determine a child's success for happiness in the future. How powerful is that? 
The other thing the Time magazine said was more than um, I'll say this one. Now. It said was fatherlessness is the most destructive trend of our generation. This is a secular magazine. This is a magazine that is just that is you know it's very popular. Some of you know uh, Time magazine. The magazine that the intellectuals read. The other thing they said was the absence of the father is linked to the most social nightmares. For example, boys with guns and girls with babies. Time magazine said 49% of all children in the family headed by a single mom are living below the poverty line. 49%, nearly half of families that have a single mom is the head of the household. They have children who are living under the poverty line. Compare this to 8% of those children who live with both parents, mom and dad, in the house. And that they say that this shows that fatherlessness is the number one cause of poverty. Another thing Time Magazine said was a missing father is, is a better indicator of criminal activity than race and poverty. That most men are in jail not because of race or poverty. Those are some of the problems but not everything but because of the absence of a biological father in the home when they were growing up. Father's Day. I wish everybody was here to hear this. Social scientists also made links between a father's absence and a child's likelihood of dropping out of school, being jobless, being a drug addict, being a suicide victim, being mentally ill, or being a target of sexual abuse. The absence of a father. The presence of a father in the home is so important on this Father's Day. So important. Only 50% of children who are born today are living with both parents. In other words, there's 50% chance that you married a man who lived without a father and a mother. Or a man whose father was completely absent throughout the life. No wonder society is experiencing so many social ills. In a survey, 71% of people who were surveyed said it's very important to have a father living in the home. Why? Because there are just too many baby daddies but no real fathers. That's why the American government takes it so seriously. The issues of custody, the issues of a man 
having a baby with a woman and then not taking responsibility, not paying maintenance. You can actually go to jail for not paying maintenance. There was a guy not paying maintenance, but he was on Facebook lying on a bed, flashing money. So he got reported and, and he went to jail. And they said, you can't do this. The importance of having a father. Hallelujah. Sin is a fatherhood problem. It is the result of man declaring independence from his father. And therefore, the human race is suffering from a fatherless child syndrome. We are not going to make it in a society that has forgotten God. God was the foundation of the human race and created the male man as the foundation of the human family. Hallelujah. The man is the source of the family. He is the source and he is the sustainer of the family. And he is the supporter of his family. If I take this bottle and I start pouring into a container, this becomes the source. And what I have just poured becomes the resource. But what is in this is the same as what is in the resource. So we are just like our Father, God, who created us in our image, in his own image. And therefore, that's why God called the male man father. We took his title as the father of the family. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I would have liked to say more, but I would like you to Pray if you have a father and a mother who is still alive. I would like you to take a moment to think and to pray for them. Maybe you are living in a home where there is no father or the father is absent. Take time to pray for him. If you know someone who doesn't have a father, pray for them that God may sustain them. Because if they lack a source in their life, they don't have the capacity to sustain. They won't have the capacity to sustain a family, to sustain society. If we are living in a society that is fatherlessness, 
then we don't have a society at all. So if we can just take a moment to pray to God and say, God, heal me. Some of us, because we didn't have fathers, we grew up without our fathers. We experienced a lot of hurt. Some of us coming to diaspora were separated by our families, sometimes for long, long periods of time. And by the time we were put together, cracks had appeared in the foundation. So many hurts. So many tears. Let us just take time to talk to God and say, God, I thank you I'm here, but heal me from the fatherlessness, the fatherlessness that I grew up with, the fatherlessness. Maybe you grew up with grandma and grandpa, and you grew up without a mother and a father. Ask God to heal you this Father's Day. They say, God, heal me. You might be in a home where the father is missing or the father is not living or the father is not staying. Pray and say, God, speak to him, talk to him. Make him take responsibility so that he can be a father. Maybe you know somebody. It may not be in your family. Take time right now as I'm talking. Speak to God gently. Speak to God in your own way. You don't have to pray loudly, but just talk to God. If you know a family that is going through turmoil and going through challenges, if you know a family that is clearly under attack, pray for them. Childlessness is another way the devil is attacking the family. Because if you don't have a child, then you are going to experience loneliness and, and unhappiness. You lose your faith in God. But say, God, help me. Help me. Help us. And this childlessness in my family. Father, I want to thank you this afternoon. I want to thank you for your children. And I'm praying that this Father's Day, that all those children that are out there that don't have a father, that, Lord, you may be their sustainer, that even the mothers who are taking care of them and looking after them, that you may give them the capacity and the ability to do so on this Father's Day. I pray and I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.